It takes a village to raise a child. We all know that, right? But what happens if you can't find your village? Because raising your child is really, really tough. What if you are so filled with shame and doubt and guilt and fear of judgment that you don't share your triumphs and your struggles? You don't talk about it because you don't think anyone can possibly relate. Well, I've been there, and it was really hard for me to find my tribe. So I decided to make mine. I went out and found these amazing mothers who are also in the trenches, struggling to raise their kids. Together, we are a community. And in this podcast on the hard days, you'll find motivating stories from other real moms who get it. We're going to accept who we are and how we show up for our children each and every day, even on the hard days. Welcome, everybody. This is crazy. This is this is crazy. This is the end of 2021. I have got some major mixed feelings about that. Mostly I'm pleased. Um, but I'm nearing the one year mark of this podcast. Um, I started at the end of January, actually, so I still have a little ways to go, but I can't help but sort of reflect on (laughs) all that has been accomplished this year and having done something that I didn't even, having a podcast wasn't even on my radar, like at all, ever, until right before I started one. And so I have changed this year. I, I definitely have changed. And in my next episode, I'm going to sort of reflect on the year and um, talk about some goals that I'm setting for myself, not only from a podcast standpoint, but also as a mother. And that's something that I would love to share with you. But for this episode, I thought it would be fun to go down a bit back through this podcast to our top five most popular episodes. Most popular in that they got the most amount of downloads. That being said, every episode, especially with the amazing moms who have come on to my show, is amazing and worth a listen. Um, But these five are the most downloaded podcasts in this first year of its creation. And so what I wanted to do today is reflect a little on those five episodes, share an audio clip from each one of them, and kind of just enjoy the fact that I was able to have so many rich, wonderful, moving conversations with mothers of neurodiverse children. In fact, some of the moms that I interviewed this year have their own social media platforms and, you know, their own projects. And then other mothers that I interviewed this year don't don't have any, (laughs) don't have any projects. They just are like me and get up and go to work and do their thing and live their life. And those moms in particular, I feel they really get it because they are right there. They're right there. And those were some of my favorite episodes, listening to these moms explain what it's like to raise a neurodiverse child. And me sitting here behind this microphone, just nodding my head like, oh my gosh, like, yes, yes, you nailed it. That is exactly what I'm experiencing. And so these are the top five. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to go one through five, no build up here, because number one, the most listened to episode is the first episode. It is episode one, my rock bottom parenting moment. And 
I think that it's the most downloaded episode for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's the very first one. So if someone is coming to my podcast brand new um, and they don't know who I am and, and what I'm about, number one is always a good place to start. I also think it's doing well because I sort of just laid it all out on the line in the first episode. And I was I was a little nervous to do that, but I had been blogging for years and, you know, I kind of sharing my, my stories is what I do. And I thought to myself, okay, well, I can, I can sugarcoat this first episode and just sort of make it so other moms know that I'm struggling, but also don't make it sound too bad. <laughs> and I decided not to do that because what is my goal here? What's my objective? Well, I'm trying to connect with moms who are listening, who are also drowning so that we can drown together. So I knew I had to sort of just take the leap on it. And that was a moment in my parenting that I was extremely embarrassed of and felt a ton of shame from, which is why I decided that it's probably the best way to start a podcast. And sure enough, that's where I direct people if they're new. And that seems to be the episode where people realize, you know, that I that I get it. And so I'm very thankful that that episode has resonated with so many of you. And, you know, I've actually never gone back and listened to it. Um, and I don't want to. It's, it's funny. I, I lived that moment and I told that story and I don't want to hear it again. Like, I'm good. That being said, I had to pick out an audio clip to share here but I found one without having to listen to the whole thing. So we're good. If you have never heard episode one, my rock bottom parenting moment, I won't give all the spoilers away on what happened, but here is a sneak peek. I don't know what the worst part was. You know, I don't know if it was watching, listening to the sound of him throwing his body into a door, watching him flip patio furniture, or feeling that dread as I saw my neighbor coming up the driveway. Maybe all of them. But that was the beginning for me of a realization that my child needed help and I needed help. I had no idea what we needed and I didn't know where to get it from. And I certainly didn't know who to talk to about it because it's like you let your child run his body into a door you let your child flip over a patio table? What is wrong with you? Nobody ever said that to me, but I'm saying it to myself. I still, like, I feel terrible. So there's a little sneak peek of episode one, my rock bottom parenting moment. Okay. Most popular episode number two. <laughs> there have been so many good ones. I feel like I'm so curious as to who you think it might be, which amazing mom has just dominated with downloads on this episode. And the person is Patricia Sung. Patricia Sung is like um, my hero. She, she is just amazing. And she not only has come on to the podcast, but she also spoke to my Mothers Together members for my, uh, I want to say, October guest expert 
And what a powerful conversation that was. So Patricia Sung has ADHD and she understands all the nuances to a fault. She has her own podcast, Motherhood in ADHD. And like I said, she was a featured guest as well in Mothers Together. In this episode, she was able to answer so many of my questions. And honestly, I could have talked to her for hours. Some of the things we discussed in this episode were postpartum anxiety and how that ties to ADHD, the hypervigilance that we have in recognizing when our children might have the same diagnosis we have. Um, We talked about how everyone's ADHD looks totally different, um, how to lift up your ADHD child. We talked about supporting undiagnosed kids by looking for those behavioral patterns. Um, We talked about the differences between tantrums and meltdowns. And we talked about setting parental boundaries with kids with ADHD. I mean, so much good knowledge there. So much good advice. This audio clip shows who she is. And um, I highly recommend that you go take a listen to this episode if you have not already. What works for 90 to 95% of kids is lovely. And that is not what you need if your kid has ADHD. So throw all those books in the trash and find someone who understands your kid. We are not like most other people and that is okay. But we have to find the systems that work for us, not what works for everyone else. So yes, what works for the other nine kids nearby, lovely for them. I have the one out of 10 that's not gonna work for. So. Don't go ask your friend with the angel what they do because the angel probably, let's, let's be honest, your friend did not make that angel. That is not their wonderful parenting skills. They got a lovely cooperative child. Those exist out there. Most of us who are listening to this podcast probably didn't get that kid or maybe we yeah, got no. one and, you know, <laughs> That's one, a no. one and one of the other. Isn't that so good? That is so good. Um, a lot of takeaways there. And one of the things that has stuck with me is if you have a really quote-unquote easy child, very neurotypical, just goes with the flow, and those kids do exist, like she said, I mean, it's tempting to pat yourself on the back, but really you just got lucky. (laughs) And on the flip side, if you have a very neurodiverse child who really struggles with a lot of things and you beat yourself up, it's not really your doing. You, You just got who you got. And of course, every child has their strengths and gifts, and but that's not the point in this particular instance. This is about who we are as mothers. And you can't take credit for a kid who's just agreeable. And you can't take away the credit for a kid who is disagreeable. And I really got that from Patricia. So that episode is number 54. Mom, Patricia Sung, on understanding ADHD in neurodiverse kids and their parents. Now we are on to the third most popular episode in this first year of its existence. This conversation, oh my gosh, this is one that I could listen to 20 times. In fact, I should, because every time I hear it, I come away with with something different, you know, a different takeaway. This is Nancy Golumbia. This is episode 48. We talked about trust, 
trusting the process, trusting your child, acceptance. Oh my gosh, it was (laughs) so, so, so good. Nancy is spreading this message without any hidden agenda and she's not on, um, you know, she doesn't have a, a platform. She doesn't have her own podcast. She hasn't written a book, although she should. She's a mom and an amazing one at that. And after you listen to this episode, there is no way that you won't feel something. You know, you will come away with something. Um, She talks a lot about just letting your child be, just exist. So some of the things that we discuss in this episode are setting expectations that are actually reachable and that will boost your child's self-esteem and happiness. Um, Parenting from the gut, such a good one. You know your kid best. You do. And I know that I often in past years have strayed from what my gut tells me is right because I have been too concerned with what other people think my kid should or should not be doing. And Nancy is such a good reminder that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, Focusing on our kids' strengths rather than their lagging skills, like, oh, so good. And completely accepting your child for who they are. Here's a clip. And I think the kids will tell you how long they need to be accommodated in that way. I think you will see they will they will grow out of it when they grow out of it, which for some kids might be never, but probably just a year or two later than what you're expecting, right? Like they just need a little more time and a little more kindness. Uh, and they will grow out of it because I'm not, and by no means trying to raise a, person who can't be a functional adult. I'm absolutely trying to raise a kid who can be a functional adult. I'm hoping to give him the scaffolding to be able to understand what he needs and that he really needs it. It's not, um, it's not a luxury, you know, and so you need to eat well and you need to sleep and you need to get exercise. Such a good quote. My takeaways with her were that being in her presence made me feel like I could do this. Like I have the tools. I I am capable of supporting my child, reaching them, connecting with them, lifting them up. And Nancy's advice throughout the entire piece is just absolutely worth a listen for any mom, whether your child is neurodiverse or not, but especially if you have neurodiverse kids because they do need something extra. And they are perfect as they are. And so it's our job to trust that and to trust ourselves in that process of parenting them. Oh, I can't, I, I can't even with that, with that one. It's so good. I, I just, that's a, a life-changing episode for me. The fourth most popular episode in this first year is with the amazing Alana Grostern. This is episode 51, and by the way, I don't think I mentioned that um, Nancy's episode from number three is episode number 48. So this is 51. Alana Grostern, who blew me away with her knowledge of how the mind and the body work together, and how in 2E kids and neurodiverse kids... They may not understand that. And she really pieced together for me 
how crucial it is to help our neurodiverse kids understand their own bodies. Um, they will learn how to accept themselves through their bodies. And I'm not talking about what they look like. I mean, perhaps, but that's not really what I mean. It's, you know, what is your body telling you when it's speaking to you? I know that in my own kid, in Mr. Eight, he often misses cues on his own physical needs, hunger, sleep, thirst, going to the bathroom. He misses them until they are extreme. And that's kind of, I think, what Alana's talking a lot about is, you know, getting your kid in tune with their own body to start to recognize their own needs. And it's very powerful and obviously very popular as well. So it's definitely resonating with a lot of moms. Um, We talked about the flip side of giftedness. There is a a dark side, so to speak. Um, Existential depression and how that really comes into play with gifted kids, neurodiverse kids a lot. It's a tough one. Um, Mindfulness in our kids. And it's not what you think. You know, it's not... I think mindfulness is starting to become a popular term that's misunderstood. And and seeing our kids as a whole child and helping them to see themselves as a whole child and not just focusing on one or two pieces of them that they obsess over and, and try to be perfect with. So here's a clip from that episode. A gifted kid intellectually or you know so let's speak to intellectual giftedness because this is i think where the biggest challenge is in the system we see these kids who are so smart who are you know reading before they get into kindergarten who can speak in full sentences who are doing math at university level we focus only on that and then we start to we have this expectation that just because they know that they're five and they can think like a 16 year old all of them is 16 years old, but only the intellect is 16 years old, whereas every other thing is five, in some cases, even younger than that. So then we start to, um, we as adults who don't know what to do with them, because they're like, how can you be so smart? And then you can't even remember to pull down your pants to go to the bathroom. Like, then we, we, we start shaming them for these things without understanding that it's like, this is the core of who they are. And the one part of them is out here. That was a really powerful quote for me too, reminding me, you know, sort of just in the nature of what being neurodiverse is, you're, you're one extreme or the other. When you are twice exceptional, you probably, or at least in my son's case, you know, is on his way to understanding long division, but couldn't tie his shoes. You know, it's that sort of thing. And that's what Alana talks so much about, getting our kids to see both pieces and linking them within our own bodies and minds. So super, super powerful episode that one was. Um, And to find it, it is episode 51. Last one, episode, the fifth most popular episode. And I I have to admit that number six and number seven and number eight after that all fell into line pretty quickly. Like they were only a couple of, um, downloads apart. So very close. But this is the fifth most popular episode. It is Abigail Cram and it's episode 33 on shedding the fear of raising an out-of-the-box child. And I loved recording this episode. She was in a hotel room with her child and 
for good reason, and they're working on getting him the support that he he needs and, and moving. And I actually met him. He was so delightful, and he was being so patient as we were talking for a long time. Um, Abigail talks about the fears that we have as moms in meeting our out-of-the-box kids' needs. Um, you know, there's a lot of stress and anxiety. And it's like, I don't know if I can do this. And how do I do this? And who do I turn to? And she just has a really strong foundation of what it means to push past the fear to give our kids what they need. Here is a soundbite. Funny, someone said to us, oh my gosh, you know, you're moving cities. That's so amazing. Um, you know, that's so crazy. That's such a big thing to to take on. And I said, my God, no, it's not at all. If your child had some sort of terminal disease or, or not even terminal, if your child had some disease or something that required a specialist and that specialist lived a city over and you could figure out a way to make it work, you would do it. You wouldn't even hesitate, but because this is not something anyone can see, they can't necessarily wrap their head around it from the get-go. And it's so hard to explain and complicated and Nobody wants to hear your child's gifted because immediately their ears close and they just hear that you're bragging about your child. And one of my favorite lines in the Differently Wired book is if you really had a, really have a gifted child, you would never brag about them. <laughs> and, and it's true. I never say, oh, he's so smart. You know, everything. It's just, he's just a phenomenal human being. Isn't that so good? So powerful. He's just a phenomenal human being. What a good reminder, because I think in our society, we really play up children's natural gifts as if they had a part in that where I'm now realizing how much more powerful it is to start recognizing the hard work that goes behind helping themselves with the things they are not good at and that was a really powerful realization that Abigail really helped me to see and so there you have it the five most popular, most downloaded episodes in 2021. If you have not listened to them, you must, simply must. And they are, they are life-changing. Their messages will affect you and you will come away from these conversations with a renewed outlook on yourself as a mother and, and, and your child as well. I am so thankful for you guys coming along for this ride while I do my thing here on this microphone, and I am so excited for what's to come next year. Next week, the last week of 2021, I'm going to be doing a special episode talking about goal setting for mothers. So I'm talking to you um, to help you sort of reframe your thinking and your confidence as we enter a new year. See you guys soon. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website, ontheharddays.com, and click on Schedule a Call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at On the Hard Days with dots in between each word, or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. 
If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.